Well, usually when I do my Friday edition of the Pete Carroll Show, we're by phone. So I'm in the unusual situation of having to brush my teeth before doing this interview with you. Since Pete Carroll and I are both in London. Hello, Coach. Hey, what's up, Dory? It's great to see you. So uh, this, this is exciting. You know, I'm looking around. I'm going around the city. There are so many 12s here. This is going to be... I know it's technically a road game for you guys on the schedule, but, man, your fans are traveling for this. Yeah, we've seen them everywhere. They were waiting for us at the airport, going through customs, the whole thing. So it's been really fun to, to see the excitement. Uh, we've learned also, you know, like through some of the interview sessions we've done, uh, that Germany's here in big numbers. You know, <laughs> they're Germany, German 12s and whatever. They're coming from everywhere, so it's really fun. As I was uh, watching your interview with the local and international media yesterday, I mean, it's almost like a Super Bowl atmosphere. I know the game doesn't have that, but just in the, the attention to it and the fact that people who don't usually pay attention to the game, especially here on the continent, they are. And it just struck me as a little bit, because I, I watched your Super Bowl pregame, press conference and it made me think of that yesterday yeah it's like a bowl game you know in, in college you know when you go and you travel you go to new places and there's a, a brand new excitement and level of kind of interest and all that it's, it, it does feel like that and it's a lot of fun Wembley Stadium has so much history what's the first thing you think of when you think of Wembley back to the wide world of sports in the old days when they show those you know the, the highlights and stuff of the big matchups in, in soccer you know when the people would be chanting and singing and going crazy uh I, to me, that's that's what Wembley is. It's the, it's the old soccer matchups, those classics, and and uh, where you would get a, a glimpse into the, another world. You know what what sports were all all about. See, nobody has given the answer. That was my first thought of Wembley. Well, really, my only thought. I thought you were going to go there when you said wide world of sports. Evil Knievel jumping those double decker buses. Bouncing across the Wembley Stadium floor. For me, that's the only memory of, of Wembley I have from being a kid. Yeah, I'm not kind of a, a car crash guy, you know, so I, I, did, I remember that now that you say it, but I wouldn't have known that that was Wembley. Okay, got it. So just the whole experience of, of doing this. I know that for some people they say, look, we have a routine. We love staying in the routine. Uh, you guys seem to have embraced this. Well, yeah, that's exactly how we're trying to do it with attitude. You know that we're accepting of the changes and the the nuances and things that aren't quite the same. But we are trying to maintain as much of the uh, same feeling about what we're doing, the same themes, and all of that. Uh, we went on the practice field yesterday. Our guys went, were ripping. We had a great time. They had very spirited work, and that was kind of a bonus practice for us. We'll go back and and finish up our last days. You know, of the week, and it's, everybody's into it with with the right mentality. I think attitude is hugely important. How much do you impart on them? Because there's been such consistency of message. I talked to a couple of players yesterday, and they all said, hey, we're professionals. This is part of our job. It's a business trip. And, and what struck me, and it, particularly in relation to you, because I know how you coach and how you approach things, but this just struck me as another aspect of the competition that you can win. If you handle something like this better than the other team, then that's, instead of being the great equalizer or whatever nonsense other people have said, instead of that, it becomes just another part of this experience where you can beat your competition. Yeah, we have, we have addressed that from the first day of the week, that we're competing every day to have a better day than the other guys. And, and when we travel to you know, 
get adapted quickly and, and just keep kicking butt one day at a time so that you put together a great week. Our guys are tuned into that. Maybe that's what you're, you're hearing. They they know. You know you can only compete with that moment that's right in front of you right now. We're not thinking about what's coming up, but just what's right in front of us. And so far, it's been great. Uh, I, I can't imagine that we're not going to be up and ready to roll and, and all that. We'll, wherever the Raiders are, we'll find out, but it's really about us. You know, I was talking about that as I was doing my show here last night or yesterday afternoon, Seattle time, that – Life lessons, you know, the stuff that, I mean, everything we can compete and beat our competition, whether it's sports or business, but if you take anything and use that as an excuse or use that as an equalizer, you are just missing an opportunity. Yeah, you know, I I would uh, just check your language as far as we're concerned. You know, it isn't really about beating them as much as it's just doing the best we possibly can. That's really what the competing part of it is for us. It's really how we define competition. It's, it's, you know, what we can do with what we control. And and so uh, we're just trying to maximize each opportunity. And I know that that may sound kind of airy-fairy, but that's all we really have. And that's how we've seen it. So we practice on a regular basis fronting up whatever is right there and seeing how well we can do it, how well we can deal with it so that we can get everything we can out of it, knowing that you have a chance to outdo whoever you're going against and, and you have a chance to perform better by you know, by focusing in that manner. There's a good story up on Seahawks.com about Sam Ramsden, who's your director of player health and performance, and all the things that you guys went through to, and I was thinking how much, that's one aspect of this game that has changed so much that you guys can focus on all of these things that your mentor Bud Grant probably uh, would have would have, would have uh, not been able to imagine. Yeah, Bud would have got it done in a different way. But we are really tuned in. Just as we evolve, you know, we learn more and more, and we we find more ways to compete, more ways to see that we can stay in alignment with what's best for us. Uh, our, and this is an enormous trip for the for the performance people for the uh, the. The video people for the equipment guys. This is an enormous. Everybody's trying to function at a really high level, and it keeps everybody smooth when everybody's doing well. So, uh, it, it's a it's a great synergy really to put this together like it is, and, and uh, so we're going to see if it, if it all comes together and we'll play a good football game at the end of it, and that's really what will be important. Yeah. It's been a massive mobilization across the pond. We are with Pete Carroll, and uh, he's going to spend the rest of the half hour with us. So our conversation with the coach will continue in just a moment. Here is the Dory Monson Show rolls on. From London. Back with Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll. And before I look ahead to this game at Wembley on Sunday, we always take a a quick look back at at the game. First of all, that Rams game, Pete, seems like it was a month ago after everything that's transpired this week. Yeah, that's that's accurate. It does seem like it was a long time ago. It was a fantastic football game, uh, one that we really should have won. We had a great chance to win that game, and it was all set up to happen just at the end, and we just didn't quite get it finished the way we wanted to. But it does seem that was a big event. It does seem like it was forever ago, and so on we go to get the Raiders. You said on Monday that uh, I know you're frustrated by that holding call. Uh, do you ever hear back from the league when you when you send them stuff like that? Do you get feedback from them? Oh yeah, we hear back. I, we don't talk about it very much yeah. because I want I want to keep good relationships with those guys, so we don't really reveal what what came out. But um, there was a lot of plays in there that could have that could have been different in the game, and, and uh, so we we challenge all those, make sure that they know and and they get better, we get better by understanding you know really how things would have been called. There's so much talk, and I do not want to talk about it today. But there's so much talk about that whole timeout issue, which I just thought was ridiculous nonsense. And we were saying all that on the on the post game show. But it led me to a question that I thought about. What do you think is the most 
for the fans, the most misunderstood part of your job, or I could flip it, the, the least understood part of your job? What do you, what do you think it is? Uh, well, I, I, if you give me some more time, I might have a different answer. But my, my first thought about it is, is understanding how important it is to deal with the players on a personal level, to help them uh, stay connected so that they can perform at a really high level. Um, you know, every one of these guys has got their own life going on, and they got their own issues and concerns. And, uh, and where we think it's just football and all that, they, they've got other things going on. And so it's really we're called upon as coaches to – to know each guy, to understand them, to watch the changes and the, the effects that the season and the events have on them, uh, to try and maintain you know, the kind of command of their life with them so that they can really stay balanced, stay focused, stay tuned in. Uh, I mean, and it's just regular life issues. I mean, just take Frankie Clark last week. Frank was sick as a dog. He, he could not get out of bed for three days. He got back up and then went back in the hospital again. Uh, and, and he was he had a terrible week. But our guys stayed with him throughout. We were with him in and out of the hospital, all of that, uh, and kind of nurtured him along here, coming back to life. And he played a heck of a football game for us. And when you would think that, you know, the guy would never be able to pull that off. He did. Um, that's just one illustration. Uh, J.R. Sweezy had a, his wife had a baby last week, you know, and right in the middle of the week, all of a sudden, he's, you know, you can imagine all of the excitement and the, the life-changing moments he had, and then he comes back and plays a football game too, and, and finds a way back to us, and trying to work our way through with our guys. Some of our guys had uh, issues with the hurricane that just happened down in Florida. Um, Doug Baldwin in particular, and, and you know those things affect these guys, and how we treat them and work with them to try to help them stay balanced and stay focused is is really one of the real inside keys of of our job, and uh, that we have to. We either do well or we don't do well, but we certainly are, are really called on to, to really deal with a lot of interesting things to keep these guys going. And I don't know if I've ever personally thanked you because that was what I thought you were going to say. And that's probably in our years of having these conversations. <laughs> you, you want to surprise I'll me? keep you guessing a little better. Yeah. Than that. Sorry. Yeah. No, in all our years of conversations, that's the one message that has stuck with me. I was a really good basketball coach, you know, but, but – I became a state champion coach when I started focusing so much on the interpersonal relationships. And that's something I really learned from you a few years ago in our conversations. And I don't know if I ever thanked you because that gave me one of the great thrills of my life. Well, that's nice. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I do. It, it has be, uh, become um, more and more important, as growingly important as we realize that th there's so much about relationship and so much there's so much volatility here that we can command. Well, just think of all of the – over the years, the questions you've asked me about guys that have been in trouble here or been out of trouble or said this or said that or blew up on the, on the, in the media and how did you deal with it and how would you handle it and how did we? And, you know, that's a lot of what this job is about. And, and, and I don't know that it's just football. I, I'm sure in all walks, you know, when you're in charge of businesses or corporations or organizations or whatever, if you, if you take the time, you can see that there's an extraordinarily uh, valuable area of interchange in, in relationship that you can, you, know, you can work with if you choose to. And we have a chance to really do people really well and help them as well as the overall effort of what you're going for. And, and uh, we think it's hugely important. And, and uh, so thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sunday, the game against the Raiders. This, uh, I mean, first of all, it's a very important game for you guys going into the bye. Uh, it's been interesting watching Marshawn. And, I mean, he has reestablished himself as a Hall of Fame candidate. He's run the ball at age 32 as well as 
anybody. I mean, almost as well as anybody in league history. I think Riggins is number one, but he's on a pace to be one of the top five ever at this age. He's, he's still uh, an interesting cat. Yeah, well, what, what Marshawn has done, he's really taken care of himself. He's really um, come back to his playing time in great shape, in great health. Uh, it's hard to stay healthy for the older guys and with the kind of pounding that they undergo. And he, I, I've just been really impressed. When we first saw him two years ago, I was shocked at how trimmed and how you know, just how well his body was in order. Because I've seen, <laughs> I've seen him over the years. I know what it could look like. And he was really fit. And uh, it's shown up. His flexibility, his quickness, his explosion is still there. It's very difficult to play against, and it'll be a great challenge for us. It makes me think I should take a year off my radio show and then restart. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, he's he's a nutcase in so many different ways. I asked him, I said, how do you keep him in great shape? He said, for something about working out in these women's programs. And I think he was talking about, like, the conditioning he sees on TV or something. I don't know what he was talking about. Some crazy thing. But Is he, he doing was, the thigh master now? Is that what you're trying to tell me? One of those kinds of things, you know. That, Anyways, he, he, uh, he found a, a new way of, of it, it seems, that uh, keeping his body in order and, and all that, and it's hugely obvious that he's doing it. Okay, finally, how are we looking on injuries for this weekend? Uh, we're in pretty good shape. Actually, we came out of the last game pretty healthy. Uh, we still don't have KJ, but um, we have a pretty good group, and we're excited about being healthy at this point of the season. Okay. I know it's a big matchup for you guys to get back to 500 before the bye. It's a, it's a great challenge, and it's exciting. I mean, so it's going to be exciting. That place is going to be like 80, 20, 90, 10, 12s, I think. <laughs> well, it's going to be a big crowd. I'm, I'm surprised that they, they sold it out. Um, I don't know when they're going to cheer or if they, if they get it or how, they, how they'll operate there. But I don't think it'll be like anybody else's home, home field. It might be more like ours than anything, so yeah. we're excited about that. All right. We'll have a great game on Sunday. The whole toothbrushing thing before the interview, even though we're going to do phoners the rest of the year, should I keep this up or, or did it distract from things? No, no, it, the, the comment it was too much information for me, but <laughs> other than that, it's okay. <laughs> All right, Pete Carroll, have a great game on Sunday, and uh, bring home a victory. Okay, let's do it. All right, Pete Carroll with us, and we have lots more still to come here on the Dory Monson Show.